guy there, he's singing in church. That guy there, he's meeting now a woman who is a true believer. This could be very dangerous. You need to pull him away from that woman. She believes in God. She really prays earnestly every day. She's going to start to convince him of the same. Make sure he doesn't go to lunch with her. Get him away somewhere. He talks about getting involved in the church too much. And he says to his junior devils, don't worry about that. Uh Let him get involved in church meetings and church jumble sales and church coffee mornings and church bring and buys. That's all right. In a few months, it'll all turn to ashes in his mouth. It'll all be far too boring for him. Let him get on with that. But go out for coffee with that woman, a true believer, and listen to her one-to-one. Mm-mm. Don't let him do that. Faith at the Fringe, a Sanctuary First podcast series. Uncovering God in the creative arts. At the biggest international arts festival in the world, Sanctuary First stops to ask, where does faith and art meet? And welcome to Faith at the Fringe, a Sanctuary First podcast series that seeks to engage with artists and musicians and creatives who are at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And we have with us today in our beautiful new studio, podcast studio, centered, believe it or not, in the oldest heritage Christian heritage site in Edinburgh, St. Cuthbert's Church. And we're delighted that we have with us today uh, David Robinson. We interviewed David last year, but this year David is, is come with an, another play entitled um, um, Screwtape Letters. And uh, we're looking forward to having a discussion with you, uh, David, about the whole play. Very much nice to be here and a lovely setting, if I may say so. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, really mm. good. We're, 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 we're encouraged by our, our, our ethos. Cuthbert's, you you don't get to see this room. This room is hidden away. Mm. So have a good look at these wonderful windows while you've got a chance. But like so many churches in the city, they are a venue and having some Mm. events here as well, which is great. Absolutely. Mm. So David, you are the director of a Searchlight Theatre Company and you have a number of plays going on in the, the Fringe Festival this year. But we're particularly wanting to talk to you on this podcast about your involvement with C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the question I suppose we're wanting to ask is, why would you pick C.S. Lewis Screwtape Letters? Well, I think there's a few reasons. Um, one is a commercial one, I guess. He is hugely popular. Uh, Screwtape Letters is an international bestseller. Um, so if I'm thinking box office, uh, I think... Uh, for our kind of audience, a Christian audience, but also fringe goes as well. Most people walk up and down Princess Street may well have heard of a book by C.S. Lewis. may not be Screwtape, but they would know the name and probably the Narnia series. Um, so this, this, my relationship with Screwtape Letters goes back quite a long way. Before I set up Searchlight, I was in the Salt Mine Theatre Company, another touring Christian theatre company. And way back in 1994 when I was, you know, considerably younger, obviously, um, we were looking for um, a full-length play. Um, I took over the leadership of the company, and I said to the, the board, the directors, 
would love to do full-length productions and go into churches and theatres and really unpack over a couple of hours. Up until then, we've been doing sort of five-minute sketches and supporting our evangelists and um, thought maybe it's the time to, 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 to go a bit longer. And so we were looking for something that would attract, um, and that's when we plumped for C.S. Lewis. And a friend of ours called Nigel Ford, who works uh, for Riding Lights Theatre Company as well, another Christian touring theatre company, he was a real C.S. Lewis aficionado, and he'd been studying at Oxford, um, where Lewis taught, obviously. So he set it in that uh, scholastic kind of setting. So, yeah, reason number one was I thought it was a good seller. Uh, number two is I really liked the book. Um, and number three, I thought it said something really, really important about the spiritual battles and warfares that we are in that are often maybe diverted around sometimes and not dug in too deeply. And if anybody wants to dig into anything deeply, it's, it's, it's the apologetic and the theologian and the lecturer that C.S. Lewis was, and um, he certainly does. From the other side round, really, you know, from the, from the devil's perspective from the devil's point of view he is a senior devil uh, and he's the character I play a lecturer in a in a devil's college and he uses his his junior devils his um his protégés Wormwood and Slubgob to go into the human world and um tempt them away from faith tempt them away from God I think often we think about all the 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 um Got, look at things from God's perspective. Uh, this is looking at it from the other way around. But it, it, primarily, it's a story of of darkness and light, and good and evil, and what triumphs in the end. It's interesting. I heard, I read somewhere when C.S. Lewis was asked, you know, how did you manage to get into the mind of some a, a devil like that? And C.S. Lewis says it wasn't too difficult <laughs> because we're human beings. Yeah. yeah. But he said, if you'd asked me, if you'd asked me why it was more difficult to not, to perhaps write a letter from God to his a Christian patients, you might say, that might be more difficult because he couldn't go into the mind of God. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, I think he said, uh, yeah, how easy did you find it to, to write the letters from the devil? And he said, well, I think I'm a bit closer to the devil on a daily basis uh, than I am to God at some time. So, you know, I think he, he found it easier to do some of it than he thought. But then um, in one of his biographies, he states that actually at times it became the most difficult and the one he wrestled with the mm. most waking up thinking, I don't quite know what to write next in this book, but um, was a huge success. And certainly when I was growing up, uh, in the church and um, my sort of uh, early years in the faith screw tape was on pretty much every bookshelf uh, I went to when I stayed with folk or in church bookshelves and still today um, we, we can still guarantee it's going to bring people in um, this week at the fringe um, we've got good numbers coming uh, for, for Fringe anyway, uh, it's in double figures, which is good for the Fringe. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're up to 50, 60 people already coming, um, which for the Edinburgh Fringe is, is pretty good going. So it's still attracting. Um, and I think what I like about it is it attracts Fringe goers as well as church goers. And, and obviously some of those are both the same, but some aren't. And some will be attracted by his his name and his back catalogue of writing. And that's, that's exciting to see them coming through the doors. 
Yeah, so he, as an actor is seeking to take on the role of of screw tape because you're screw tape. Yeah. And do you first of all can I ask it if you're do you believe in the devil? Do you think it's do do you do believe in the devil? And then if that's the case, maybe a second question is uh, how does that affect you? Does the devil do you find yourself being tempted more because you're seeking to uncover the <laughs> the imaginations of the devil in the world today? Well, I. Um, well, answer number one, yes, I do um, believe in the devil. And um, I think very much there is there is opposites. There's goodness and there's badness and there's light and there's dark. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, I, I feel I want to be attracted to, to the light as much as I possibly can. Uh, and sometimes we do that by showing up how, how difficult and how wrong the, the dark side is. It's a great character to play in saying that, and often the baddies are, you know, people uh, run to play the, the, the pantomime baddie rather than the, the goody two-shoes, as it were. It's, it's, it's often a much, much, much deeper and more enjoyable character to get under. So, yeah, he, he plays this senior devil, and he plays a university don with um, his sort of gown on throughout... Um, and, and I make a point of taking that gown off very purposefully at the end of the performance and hanging it up and saying that that's screw tape done. I don't want to take that kind of character with me. Um, not that I've got the wonderful godly thoughts for the rest of the day necessarily, but uh, I, I, know, I, I know the strength of something like screw tape and I don't want that to to get into me and it is you know I, I've I've been acting since I was in my early 20s um pretending to be other people is is what I do and I'm, I'm more comfortable doing that than probably being myself so I I need to be very sure uh it is a character I am playing someone else I am pretending uh but saying that obviously I, I need to be convincing as well uh and people who come to see it I really really want to believe that they think that screw tape, a senior devil, does exist, and he does send his his proteges down to earth and say, "That guy there, he's singing in church. That guy there, he's meeting now a woman who is a true believer. This could be very dangerous. You need to pull him away from that woman. She believes in God. She really prays earnestly every day. She's going to start to convince him of the same. Make sure he doesn't go to lunch with her. Get him away somewhere. And, and all that clever stuff of Lewis. And he talks about getting involved." in the church too much and he says to his junior devils don't worry about that mm. let him get involved in church meetings and church jumble sales and church coffee mornings and church bring and buys that's all right in a few months it'll all turn to ashes in his mouth it'll all be far too boring for him let him get on with that but go out for coffee with that woman a true believer and listen to her one-to-one -one. Mm -mm, don't let him do that and that's the kind of real stuff that was Relevant then and relevant now, and I'm, I'm wanting people to believe that. But at the end of the day, spoiler alert, uh, he gets his comeuppance uh, and the lightness wins. Um, so for me, it's key that they follow the journey and believe in screw tape. They must believe in screw tape uh, in order to recognize his downfall. Uh, and even with the demise of his subject, who he is chasing and chasing and chasing, of course, in the end of the day, um, the subject 
is is in God's hands. So he does lose him in the end, and that follows the demise then of, of Scrutep. He can't do any more. He can't do any more once he's seen an angel. Uh, the subject has seen an angel face to face. And Screwtape, you're asking about belief in, in demons. And um, Screwtape says an angel to him is just a, a, a gleaming light, a burning bright. I can't look at that light. It's too much for me as Screwtape. And yet this subject now is seeing that angel face to face and being welcomed into heaven. So the victory is his. Yeah, it's interesting too. Do you think, is Screwtape then some way a fallen angel that can't look back to what he once had and, and uh, doesn't want to go back to that situation? Is I, think, I, I, I think he probably is, uh, and he's, he's pretty bitter towards that past, and um, he's fallen too far, uh, and he's got too deep into the world that he's in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's, he, he does, he does the, the will of the dark side of the devil and um, too far away from God now. It's, that's too bright, too, too hurtful to even look at. Uh, so I think he is a fallen angel, yeah, and fallen a pretty mighty way. So here's another question on that. Not a devil, but someone who perhaps has been tempted you know, is a is a patient, but is it possible for a patient to become so cynical in the same way as 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 Screwtape becomes cynical? So what I'm saying is, is it possible for a Christian to become cynical and only see the dark side of things and be critical of church life and critical of everything around it and just not be part of it anymore? Oh yes. <laughs> well, I've met some cynical Christians in my time. I don't know about you, Albert, but um, they're, they're around. Um, sometimes I think I think I think they might sometimes take temporary little vacations to to different places. Uh, but I think it's certainly possible. Um, I, I mean, surely Lewis's book was was about that temptation about dragging people away yeah. making them cynical making them think what on earth are you believing in come on come on get real none of this is going to help you um and and i think lewis was real about that the temptations that we come across um he talked about in screw tape letters in, in considerable depth um the subject uh, got to know a, a young lady the the, the woman asked her to come in and live with them because his house was bombed in the war. Screwtape then sent his junior devils down, tempt them, tempt them to do things they shouldn't do as a, as a, as a couple who aren't married. And, um, uh, but but he, he didn't fall for it, or she was too strong uh, in her views for it. But I think Lewis knew, uh, and maybe he suffered it himself, I don't know, that we are tempted away, that we are prone to being cynical, negative, um, questioning if things don't go our way. Um, you know, well, does, does God exist? Because I really wanted this to happen, but it's not. Uh, and you become maybe negative, maybe cynical, maybe too questioning, maybe just wanting the answers that you really want. Um, and then God's maybe got a different plan for you in the end. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... In short, yes, I think, of course, um, I can think of times when I've been 
cynical and and and, and doubtful. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah. And and the devil will play on that. And that becomes, and that can become a sense of disappointment and hurt that I think is maybe very relevant as you come and talk about this in Scotland today, when there is so many of our churches are feeling they're being closed down, they're feeling as though what, what they once knew as church and church life is disappearing, and there can be a sense of real disappointment around, and perhaps um, this... Um, this play allows us to start to engage with that and people might start to think, how do we get out of that? How do we find redemption? How do we stop being cynical? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think there's hope in the Screwtape Letters. I, I, I wasn't sure of it when I first read it. I thought, really? But yeah, I, I think it's, it's quite a long narrative and it, it's not the easiest book in the world to read, but the... the the play obviously is much easier and um, <laughs> strongly recommend it. Um, but the, the the arc I think ends in a place of hope. It's despair and darkness for Screw Tape, but it's extreme light and hope for the believer because you know he's he's, he's out of Screw Tape's grips. Um, and I think I don't know about the church up here in Scotland. I think it's pretty general in the UK. I think that. That story of hope just needs to come a bit stronger and underlined and actually that that great, great promise of, of, of heaven and meeting these angels face to face um, is is a wonderful, wonderful story that I think is is a bit lacking. And I think if 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 the hope story was a bit stronger, um, then maybe that that encouragement to, to, to come to the some of these churches would 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 improve i don't know um but we have a story of hope to tell and i think that i think one of the essences and there's a few of those in in screw tape letters is uh in the end for the believer um victory and hope and eternal life i mean what a message mm -hmm. so tied in with that then is the the, the other side you know, when we're thinking about screw tape and we're thinking about cynicism, learning how we can walk in such a way that we are living in a world where the scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of darkness and this evil world, but also that there is a strength that can come from seeing that we are not just flesh and blood or that we're not just materialistic people, but we're spiritual people. So, if we focus too much on the evil bit, then we we deny the reality of the power that can be in us as Christians. So I think what I'm now trying to get a wee discussion around the idea of how we how do we grow the spiritual life so that we become strong in the face of temptation, in the face of of um, you know wormwood. Mm. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm hoping you've got an answer for that, but my answer would be, uh, uh, I, th I think my, my spiritual growth, um, it's a bit like coming back to Screwtape and what, why was he so concerned about the subject um, getting close to a, a true believer, somebody who really, really trusted God on a daily, daily basis and prayed regularly, believed in miracles, um, 
sought God's guidance on every decision she made. Um, Screwtape was desperate for this subject not to go anywhere near her. Uh, I think I, I'm so grateful to the to the people I've walked my Christian life with, I guess, and, and I've, I've learned so much from them about getting closer and deeper spiritually. Um, yes, of course, I have my own one-to-one -one personal relationship with God, but I, I, I've, I think I've learned more just from following in the footsteps or alongside other people in my life. And uh, I, I, I don't know about you, but I just... I, I can sit down with a, with a coffee, and if somebody tells me about an answer to prayer, it just builds my faith so much. You know, so did I tell you I was praying for this situation, and then I heard today that X, Y, Z is going to happen, and that just builds me up so much. Um, and and um, the other day we were premiering our other show about Titanic, and we put a lot of prayer into that. Um, it still sinks, but it's um, <laughs> we. We just had a lot, a lot of work to do, and then the first night went really well. Um, and I know that's not a huge thing, and um, but we were still grateful that it went well, and we felt God's presence on stage, as we've done many, many times. We're a Christian theatre company for a reason, and we commit our writing and our rehearsing and our performance and our audience um, to God uh, each day, every time we're performing. And we want it to be something, something special. So, yeah, I coming back to your, you know, the, the disappointment of the um, decreasing church, um, that, that is sad because I think we can do so much together and I think we're so much stronger together. I've... The, the, the word company at the end of Searchlight Theatre is, is no accident. I think we, you know, I wouldn't want to work as a solo performer. I gain such a lot from being in a company. Uh, and when I go home at the end of the Fringe, um, I gain a lot from going to my home church and, and finding out what they've been up to for the summer. And uh, um, I'm sure they will have encouraging stories of their walk with, with God as well that will encourage me, and I'll be able to tell them about... Uh, my time at the fringe of coming here to this beautiful place and doing a podcast and then doing a show every day and there'll be stories to tell so um yeah i, I th and i've been a storyteller through theater all my life um and i would just value that and encourage others tell your stories of faith don't keep them to yourselves and you'll be amazed you'll be amazed what encouragement that would be to your fellow travelers yeah, I mean, I, I was I was interested, you know, that sometimes we can come out with pat, you know, answers to these kind of questions, you know, how do we grow as Christians? And there are things that I think are important, like Bible reading and, and learning to pray in community and learning to pray with expectation. But also this whole idea of you're talking about is listening to one another mm. and encouraging one another in our faith. I think we don't do enough of that. And we need to find that becomes our security and our strength um, as we start encouraging one another to look to yeah. Jesus rather than yeah. to look at the negative things in our lives. Yeah, and that, you wonder why Screwtape gets twitchy whenever the subject is with anyone else. It's because of that very reason. He's tempting his, his, his uh, protégés, Wormwood and Slubgub, to get him away on his own. The, the end of Act 1... Um, 
the subject is alone uh, in his house. This is before it's bombed because it's set during the war. Um, and he decides he wants to pray. Uh, and it's quite a well-known uh, chapter and a scene now in the play where Screwtape sends a devil down and the devil, little junior devil does everything in his power to stop him praying. You know, oh, uh, did you turn the heating off? Yeah. Did you put the dog out? Yeah, to put the dog out. Do you want to read a book before you go? Yeah, I've a book. Yeah, what about something to eat? And all these kind of things are being whispered into his ear. Uh, and and to, to a certain expect, uh, extent, he, the devil's quite successful. Why? Because a subject is on his own. And that is when I think the devil can be at his most dangerous and is tempting. Um, and then he starts eventually to pray, and he prays earnestly uh, to God and with a sense of real believability. He really, really thinks he's talking to God, as he is. And when he does that, the junior devil cannot get near him because he's in conversation with his God. Um, until then, he's thinking, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, actually, I was reading that book last night. I might just read As we all do, um, it's not always the best time to, to get into deep prayer. Uh, and the junior devil knew that. But his converse with God um, shoot him away. We would love to hear from the community who are listening to this podcast. We'd love to get your impression of what's been said uh, today. Uh, there may be things that you're not sure about. You may not be sure whether uh, you believe in the devil. But then you've got other questions to ask yourself. So if I don't believe in the devil, do I believe in God? And, do I only, and how do I make out and how do I understand temptation and where that's coming from? So it'd be good to just hear some of your thoughts as we draw a conclusion to this particular podcast, uh, just to think about how you're thinking about things and how you want to respond to what you've been hearing from David. But David, there's some more things I want to just ask you. Um, if someone wants to uh, go along to the, the, the performance, where will they find it? Well, for the duration of uh, the Edinburgh Fringe, it's at a venue called Charlotte Chapel not too far from where we're sitting now in Shandwick Place. Uh, and there are matinee performances and there are evening performances. So you can go to um, the edfringe.com website and I'll give you all the details or indeed the Charlotte Chapel website. Again, all the details are on there. Um, like I say, it's, it's in tandem with our production about uh, Titanic, The Last Hero. Um, so some days it's Titanic, some days it's screw tape. So it'd be best just to check the website and uh, go along and yeah um there's coffee served afterwards so um i'd be very delighted to meet anyone who comes yeah it'd be great and if you do go please tell them it, you heard it on the podcast and uh, because we want people to be part of the podcast yeah and uh, we want people to feel part of this uh, engagement with our spiritual lives that we can we've been made aware Sanctuary First is making us aware faith at the fringe can be a dangerous place to be because you're going to encounter maybe temptations because especially if you're going to get interested in faith, mm -hmm. it seems to me as though that's what you're saying. Um, Screwtape's not happy about that. No, no, that's true enough. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a fair amount of darkness around at the fringe, so it, it's a delight that you're doing this kind of thing and that there are one or two Christian theatre companies up here as well, bringing some light. Uh, and at the end of the day, um, remember that in, in Screwtape Letters, um, he doesn't get the victory. The old Professor Screwtape uh, in the end fails because the light is too strong for him. Yeah, and so that's an encouragement for us all today to think that the light is too strong. The, the light will, the darkness will never be able to put out the light. So if you're enjoying our podcast, can we encourage you to get friends and family to look into the podcast? You can find the podcast on a, the, some of the platforms like on Spotify or on iTunes. You can also find our, our podcast on our app at Sanctuary First. Or you can go onto the Sanctuary First website, www.sanctuaryfirst.org.uk. Or you can find them on Facebook as well. So we really do hope that you will participate and join with us in this podcast series and see what we can learn together. And maybe if you start listening to them all, see if you can see is there a theme being woven through them I think there is maybe. Hannah, you're not sure about that? Well, we've only done two, Albert, so, you know, it's a very short thread at the moment, but maybe <laughs> maybe as we go on, it'll get longer. There was a theme, I think, from the last one, the mystery plays. Mystery plays were often about good and evil, mm -hmm. about the challenge of good and evil. Today, we're thinking about good and evil, and, you know, the, there's a, a struggle between that and yep. making sense of all that in our world. So, listen, from this beautiful... Heritage site, St Cuthbert's and the Sanctuary First podcast studio a thank you to you David Robinson for being with us today and to Hannah for sitting in and being part of our podcast so until next time, God bless Bye